He's coming around, folks. He's gonna be okay and ready to play Symptom 6 of Beat the Reaper! Last week, our patient successfully survived the common cold, measles, pneumonia, dengue fever, and the yaws. And now, the big question. Are you ready to go on? What? Where? He's ready! Now, our topless nurse, Judy, is wheeling our patient into the isolation ward. Can you hear me in there? Okay. Let's shoot him up. Now, patient, you have ten seconds to tell us what you've got and beat the Reaper! I am shaking feverish. My hands are all... Yellow, my my God, I've got John. John, this it is. Give it. Symptom six, and now you've reached the final threshold. Here's the question: Are you ready for symptom number seven? Longer than any patient has ever survived before. I want to go home. Only one way to do that, doctor. Bring in the super shot. Now, for the first time on Beat the Reaper, we're going for the big disease. The icebox is being unlocked by the president of the Armenian Medical Association, under whose strict supervision these toxins are being administered. This is it. Doctor, give him that really big disease. Now, patient, can you hear me? You've got ten seconds to tell us what you've got. And for the last time... Beat the Reaper! I, I feel... I, I think I feel... I don't know, whatever... Whatever it is, I... I want to die! Oh, I'm terribly sorry. That's not correct. You didn't beat the Reaper. Doctor, bring the patient out and show the amphitheater audience and all the folks at home just what he's contracted. According to my careful prosthesis, this man has the plague. Thank you, Doctor. You're welcome. You've got the plague. Well, isn't he a good sport? We'll be back in just a moment with our next patient, but first...
KDRT in Davis, California. Welcome, Davis. Here we are gathered together again on a solemn occasion. It would be my birthday, and it's very close to Halloween, which I always celebrated pretty much as my birthday. Lots of good parties on Halloween. You heard, starting out top of that set, something from the Wayback Time Machine. That was the late 60s first album from the Firesign Theater. And that was Beat the Reaper. Followed that up with a song off their brand new CD, Swanky, According to Bazooka, Better to be Safe Than Sorry. Well, there's 57 shopping days left till Christmas. And so how about the Gilbert U-238 Atomic Energy Lab? Now, you'd have to go and probably find this at an antique store or a radiation museum. The A.C. Gilbert Company's U-238 Atomic Energy Lab might not have been the first, but it was the most elaborate atomic educational set ever produced for children. That's right. It was priced at $50 back in about 1950. <laughs> Today, it's so highly prized by collectors that a complete set can easily go for more than 100 times the original price. You get to do the math. So, what did it have? If it's a great gift idea, how about the set came with four types of uranium ore, a beta-alpha source, a pure beta source, a gamma source, a whatever kind of scope, a cloud chamber, and it had its own short-lived alpha source, and an electroscope, a Geiger counter, a manual, and a comic book. Plus, a government manual prospecting for uranium. <laughs> well, that sounds like one heck of a great gift idea with only 57 shopping days left until Christmas.
If you were born October 23rd to November 21st, you're in the eighth sign of the zodiac known as Scorpio. Your ruling planet is Mars. Your key word is secrecy. Your symbol is the scorpion. As a Scorpio, you shouldn't be fooled by the scorpion symbol. Remember that in traditional older astrology, your sign was symbolized not only by the scorpion, but by the eagle. 
The scorpion represents your supremely passionate nature, and the eagle, the heights to which that passion can lead. Your desire for gratification will remain constant, but with your strong will, you can aim your desires anywhere you please. Scorpio is a water sign, and so you can be easily influenced by your surroundings. You'll find yourself in sympathy with your sister signs, Cancer and Pisces. An earth sign, such as Taurus, will best satisfy your romantic inclinations. Scorpio people are extremely magnetic and forceful, and have no trouble making friends. They may, however, tend to sacrifice others to gain their own ends. Jealousy and unscrupulous behavior is easier for a Scorpio than other signs, but they can cure these problems more easily than others. Scorpio, more than any other sign, has equal abilities for height and depth of character. One of the most famous Scorpios of recent times is Richard Burton. Your lucky day is Tuesday, and your lucky number is eight. Your gems are opal and topaz. Your color is blue-green. Financial success usually comes easily to a Scorpio, but a Scorpio may just as easily decide that he's completely uninterested in money and devote himself to other things. Your life will depend on where you set your goals. Once set, they'll draw you toward your conceptions of success like a magnet. A Scorpio woman can naturally wear startlingly attractive clothes, so she may wish to look into demure fashions to make her charms more secret and thus more attractive. And Scorpio men should avoid a tendency toward flamboyance in dress. They'll look best in blues and greens. You'll find yourself probably having some difficulty with school or study, but you can do it if you only decide to try. You may find yourself interested in medicine or chemistry. Can I have your feelings on astrology? On astrology? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I could put it into words. It's, I just, it's a level, and uh, it's very, it seems very real, and it, and it seems very uh, beautiful. It's like when you meet somebody, like with me, when I meet one of my soulmates, I freak out. <laughs> or like, you know, you can tell, you can kind of tell people that you're, you know, that if you're a Capricorn and you meet somebody who's got a lot of planets in Capricorn or who's a Capricorn, you know, or maybe a Cancer, you're opposite or something like that, you can feel it.
for 72 years she kept her memories of that miserable night to herself, always refusing to tell reporters what she saw and what she felt. She emerges from her bedroom carrying a package wrapped in orange tissue paper. Inside are yellowed and ragged newspapers from 1912. The clippings arouse the memories she has struggled to repress all these years, and as she slowly begins to speak, her eyes grow teary. Anne McGowan was 15 at the time, traveling with her aunt Margaret McGowan from Ireland to New York on the newest luxury liner, the Titanic. It was the largest ship in the world and was reputedly unsinkable. God or man could not sink this ship, McGowan remembers people saying as they boarded. I felt so sure of the safety. Everybody did. Wealthy people had waited on lists to get on the ship. McGowan remembers enjoying the lovely flower gardens and other luxuries on board. She also took part in the activities, even the adult dance on Sunday, April 14th. That's where she was when the confusion began. I was at the party and there was a bunch of drunks there. My aunt wanted me away from it, but everyone was having so much fun. She doesn't recall feeling any jolt or bump. But suddenly, officers and crew members were rushing around, and the word spread quickly that the ship had hit an iceberg. She asked a crew member if the ship could be saved, and he assured her there was no chance of that. The Titanic sideswiped the iceberg, which rose 50 to 100 feet above the water at 11.40 p.m., but it was not until 12.05 a.m. that the first orders were given to lower the lifeboats. Women and children first, is what they shouted. McGowan was in one of the first lifeboats to be lowered. I was wearing just a dress and shoes. They would not even let me take my purse. I was just numb, and it was so cold out on the ocean. The whole time in the lifeboats, the crew just kept telling me, don't worry, your aunt is in a lifeboat on the other side, and she'll be all right. Women wouldn't leave their husbands. They were screaming, and I could hear gunshots in the background. Apparently, some of the men had tried to dress like women in order to be rescued, and they were shot. Even in her lifeboat, men were begging to get in. Let me in, or I'll tip the whole lifeboat, is what one man said. While drifting in the lifeboats, the crew suddenly realized that the suction from the sinking ship would draw the lifeboats in, so they tried to get the lifeboat as far from Titanic as possible. Oh yes, we wanted to stay far away, and the suction did take a couple of the lifeboats in. The survivors could still see the ship, and they heard the band playing. They just kept playing, Nearer my God, my God, to Thee. Then the ship just busted in half. And that's when all the screaming started. It was just so terrible. I guess a boiler had bust. The temperature was 31 degrees and everyone was chilled and frightened. No one knew 
when they would be rescued or if they would be rescued. By the time McGowan's lifeboat was hoisted aboard the Carpathia, her eyes had begun to bleed, apparently from salt water and wind, and she was shivering violently. We were chilled, but the fright alone was enough to chill our bodies. I did not know if there was any chance. You don't know how awful it was. She never saw her Aunt Margaret again. She believes her aunt's lifeboat was sucked into the whirlpool created when the Titanic finally sank. McGowan has read many of the books that have been written about the Titanic, and there are some that make her laugh. There are so many lies. And a lot of people tell lies about being on the Titanic. I don't care if people believe me, because myself know the truth.
Don't you dare touch me! Stand back! No!
the Chicago Tax Board has cut the assessment on a house because it was haunted. Market value has been placed upon healthy, regularly operating homes that are guaranteed to moan and shriek and send shivers down the spines of the timid. The market for spooks is strong today, but it was the Board of Review that ruled upon the money value of a real ghost when the assessment figure on the property of J.S. Deuterlander at 3315 South Oakley Avenue was cut from $12,000 to $8,000 after the owner had convinced the tax experts that a haunted house, instead of being an asset as a novelty, was in reality a white elephant on his hands. According to Deuterlander, a young woman met a mysterious death in the house four years previous, and the tenants who rented after him had all moved away within a month or so. They said their slumbers were disturbed by groans and shrieks and the voice of a phantom woman calling upon them to bring her slayer to justice. For three years, he has been unable to rent the house and consequently thinks his tax assessment is too high. This is from the Evening Star in Washington, D.C., the 21st of August, 
Big Rigs and Barbecue. That was Mojo Nixon and the world famous Blue Jays. Out of Limits with the Ventures. A story that I found from eyewitness account of a 15-year-old that was on board the Titanic the night that it sank. And Dreams, Fabulous Gin Sisters. And in the background here, some of Echoes off of the Pink Floyd album, Metal. And you are tuned to Live Tracks and KDRT here in Davis, California. I have a visitor. I am the ghost of Halloween future. Are you scared? (laughs) I would be if it were election night. Well, this isn't really a social call. And frankly, your reaction proves my need to be here. I have a message for your audience. We've been observing some disturbing trends back at Halloween HQ and need to do some outreach. It's what we're all about down here is some outreach, community-oriented stuff. This is hard enough as it is. I need to say two things, and this is for everyone. Are you listening out there? Don't make me come in your dreams tonight. I have two messages. One, stop scaring everybody. You're a bunch of amateurs, like karaoke singers who try to sing along with Taylor Swift. You're turning fear into a clown show and getting in the way of the real talent. Do you know how hard it is to sell beer when beer is free and everybody is already drunk? Yeah. Think about that for a while. And this leads to my second point. Are you ready? I'm ready. Chill out. It's really hard for us to scare you when you're numb. Just the other night, I was part of a team working up to a good spook. And the customer had spent the day trying to get a real ID at the DMV and doom-scrolling on his phone while waiting for hours in the hard plastic chairs and the fluorescent lights of the DMV office. (laughs) During our haunt, when the moaning skeleton floated unexpectedly into his bedroom at 3 a.m., he just said, as if, and rolled over. The moaning skeleton took this really hard. If you people want Halloween to continue, you need to stop using fear all the time as a way to manipulate other people. And you need to relax. Did I make myself clear? Yeah, and uh, I'm thinking, did you... uh did you catch the uh, idea of this show? Uh, Want to, you know, get the cool recreational beverage choice thing? Help you chill out a little bit? Well, 
That's why we're here. We we kind of have a grudging admiration for your show. <laughs> the Change Monster was here a few years ago and said he thought it maybe made a difference. Uh, by the way, Jim, while I'm here, because we, we kind of do respect your view on things, can I ask you a couple of, you know, focus group type questions, you know? Fire away. Okay. Well, along the lines of what I've been talking about, would you take a yoga class if we offered one? <laughs> Maybe at a haunted house? Maybe offer some breathing exercises and centering strategies? We've got to reduce the anxiety level. Now, now you're scaring me. Okay. Yeah. Well, no, it, it works the opposite on, on a guy oh, like me. Oh, let me make a note then. This might work. Uh, the second thing I want to ask about is uh, people think we're just, you know, from a thousand billion years ago. We're trying to get contemporary. We're working on an app. Uh, the working title is called My Little Ghosty. Would would you use an app to make the Halloween experience more personalized, you know, cutting edge and nimble? As, well, uh, you know, as, uh, um, I, I got to say that <clears throat> thing is that uh, the idea of actually going and trying to download any app is frightening. Uh, that's a good point. Yeah, no, it is. Oh, I, I don't yeah. go there. Well, we were thinking of charging $3.99 per month for the first year. But would you pay that price? Let's see. That works out to $48 per year. Uh, uh, this doesn't hardly seem enough. Yeah, man. But I'm really glad I asked you these questions. It seems like everybody wants $100 of you, a piece of you for 100 bucks. the uh, century mark. We just really want you to be scared. Well, the idea of signing up for PayPal... Scares the bleep out of me. Well, yeah. Yeah, this would yeah. be Ghost Pal. Well, it gets hacked about every six months, and that's all that they tell us. Well, that's a feature yeah. in our world. <laughs> that's not a bug. So I figure uh, between having to reset my bank account, <clears throat> automatic payments, and set up new accounts, and also losing whatever money I had in there, and my ruined credit history, which is already pretty much... I'm digging a new sub-basement for my credit score right now yeah, yeah. as we speak. Yeah. We like sub-basements. <laughs> nice and dark, no power down there. Oh, though. no, there's no power down no, there. No. So I, I figure that you're on the right track. You're just the wrong person. Yeah, I'm just oh, I'm, I'm the wrong person. Wait, are See, you the wrong I, person or you're the wrong person? Yeah, I gave up most all hope. Yeah. Well, years ago. Well, that's good. Yeah. We want, we were frightening. But don't get numb. That's my point. All these people running around trying to scare people into, you know, different things. We can't get a haunt in edgewise. You know, you know what the Banshees say? They have a traditional outlook about this stuff, you know. They say, you want to frighten people, you, you, you just scream at them. <sighs> anyway, it's a busy time. So I need to be off just to remember, audience, if you want Halloween to continue, leave room for us professional haunts. Otherwise, all you'll have left is the pumpkin spice. Gotta go now.
Now, wasn't that a, a nice gentleman that came in, given the fact that he, he could see through him and uh, he doesn't use doors and darn difficult to, you know, tell him to leave. So this is KDRT 95.7 in Davis, California, visited by, oh, I'm just going to call that the ghost of the Halloween future. Indeed. Yep. And uh, remember what he said, because hey, we all like Halloween, right? Right. Hotel. It was known as the fabled Mabel Hotel because it was named after good old Mabel who started the place way back when it only cost $5 a night to stay there. But believe me, Mabel always made sure to get her money in advance. Give me that $5. I want that $5 right now. Put that $5 right down here on the counter. Well, Mabel died while she was taking a nap in room 23 of her hotel. And though she died peacefully of natural causes, it is her ghost that is haunting that room. And ever since then, no one has been able to spend the night in there. They all go screaming out of there at midnight. Now, one dark night, a dark car, pulled up to the fabled Mabel Hotel. A man walked into the lobby. He was wearing a dark hat, dark suit, dark glasses, and he was carrying a dark briefcase. He was looking suspiciously over his shoulder as if someone might be following him. He came up to the front desk and whispered, 
Have you got a room for me tonight? The person behind the counter said, Well, sorry, sir, but perhaps you don't know that no vacancy means that we don't have any rooms available. Oh, wise guy, huh? And you don't have any rooms, huh? Well, what would you say if I told you that the President of the United States needs a room here in your hotel tonight? <gasps> the President of the United States here in our hotel tonight? Oh, my goodness. Oh, I'm sure I could find a room for the President. Well, the president isn't coming, so I'll take that room that you were going to find for him. Huh. Now the person behind the counter did not like getting tricked like that. So she said to herself, hmm, I'll trick him right back. I'll give him room 23. Of course, I'll warn him about the ghost. Um, well, sir, we do keep one room in reserve, but I'm not supposed to give it out because it's haunted. Haunted, schmaunted, said the man. Give me the key to that room. So the man checked into room 23. He locked the door, got on his jammies, brushed his teeth, and just as he was about to get into bed, he noticed... A five-dollar bill sitting on the night table. He picked it up and put it in his pocket. Then he tried watching TV for a while, but he couldn't find the Teletubbies and he couldn't find SpongeBob, so he turned the TV off and he went to bed. And then, along about midnight, this is what he heard. dollars back on the table the man screamed ah he put down the five dollars and he ran out of the room and he never came back i imagine he was sort of embarrassed down the road when he had to get out of his car in his power ranger pajamas and then there was the time that the snooty lady came to the fable mabel hotel she waltzed into the lobby with her nose high in the air, and she said, Excuse me, I would like a room for tonight, please. I'm very sorry, ma'am. Perhaps you don't know that no vacancy means that we're all booked up? I'm perfectly well aware of what no vacancy means, you young whippersnapper, but it's obvious that you are unaware as to whom you are speaking. I'm sure you've heard of the term VIP. Well, I am that very important person. And in my experience, I found that all the best hotels keep a room in reserve for visiting VIPs. Well, I'm sorry, ma'am, but we simply don't have a room for you. But perhaps you'll allow me to call another hotel and I can see if they can accommodate you this evening. I'm not interested in any other hotels. 
I want to stay here, and if you cannot help me, then I demand to speak to the manager. Well, as much as I would like to refer you to our manager, I'm afraid that's impossible, for she's homesick with the whooping cough, and she cannot be disturbed. Well, then, if I cannot speak to the manager, and I cannot have a room, I'll just stay here in the lobby and practice my opera singing. Me, 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 me! Finally, the clerk couldn't stand it anymore and said, Look, lady, I do have a room available, but I'm not supposed to rent it out because it's haunted. Haunted? <laughs> Balderdash. Why, back home in my castle, I'm told that there are dozens of ghosts roaming up and down the corridors, clanking their chains, rattling their bones. But I've never been disturbed. I'm sure that your little ghost won't bother me. And so the snooty lady checked into room 23. She locked the door. She put on her nightie, brushed her teeth, and then she flossed her teeth. Because even though she wasn't a very nice person, she did take very good care of her teeth. Then, just as she was getting into bed, she noticed a $5 bill on the night table. Hmm. So she tucked it away and went to sleep. Her snoring was almost as bad as her opera singing. <laughs> then, at midnight, this is what? She heard. screamed. Ah! She put the five dollars back on the table and she ran out of that room and she never came back. Then there was the time that the family came to the Fable Mabel Hotel. They'd been on the road for hours and the parents looked so tired. Running into the lobby just behind them was their toddler, Billy. Oh, please, said the mother. We see your no-vacancy sign, but we really, really, really need a room. Oh, our son Billy is so hyper, he's driving us crazy. Sure enough, Billy was running around that lobby. He started kicking the vending machines, and he was trying to reach his little hands up inside and grab a candy bar. We've already been on the road for eight hours, and we've got at least five more hours of driving to go, but... If we don't get some rest, we'll be a danger on the road. Oh, gosh, folks. Uh, oh, I'm sorry to hear all this, uh, and I see what you mean about your kid. Sure enough, Billy was busy pulling every brochure and magazine out of the rack, and then he went up to that little bell at the desk that says, Ring once for service, and ding, 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 
Okay, I sure wish I could help you folks. Uh, but, gosh, all I have is room 23, and I know you don't want that room. Oh, no. Why not? Why don't we want room 23? Well, gosh, I shouldn't even mention it. Uh, apparently it's haunted, and, I don't know, everybody goes rushing out of there at midnight, screaming their heads off. Wait a second. Did you say midnight? But it's only 7 o'clock right now. Even if we do go screaming out of there at midnight, at least we'll have had a... One, two, three, a, a five-hour nap. Oh, please give us that room. So the family checked into room 23. They lock the door so that Billy can't get out, and then the parents just collapse onto the bed, and they fall immediately to sleep. Oh, but not Billy. No, he's still too hyper. First, he went into the bathroom. There he found bottle of shampoo which he squeezed into the sink then he squeezed in the tiny bottle of conditioner and then the lotion then he mixed it all together and smeared it all over the mirror but then his hands were all gooey but he can't reach the towels on the rack but he finds a toilet paper and he pulls 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 and the whole roll is on the floor. Next, he runs into the bedroom and jumps from one bed to the other bed and back and forth, one bed to the other bed, bouncy, bouncy, bouncy. And that's when he finds the $5 bill and he finds the remote control. Oh boy, he turns the TV on, he turns the TV off, he turns the TV on, he turns the TV off, he turns the TV on, he turns the TV off. And he's still awake, bouncing around at midnight when this is what he hears. isn't scared at all. And he says, Huh, well, my name is Billy, and I'm known for being hyper. And that $5 bill is staying right here in my diaper. And then the ghost screamed. <laughs> and she flew out the window. And she never came back again. But still, to this day, no one can spend the night past midnight because ever since Billy was there, the room has been haunted by a peculiar odor. It stinks.
That was a story, Haunted Hotel, from Heidi Beckerbreed. Off of CD, Heidi Didi Bickety Bidey. <laughs> I was turned on to this. Thank you, Renee. And Haunted Hotel, indeed. It's from 2002. Where does the time go? It's got a neat little slogan inside. Only boring people get bored. <laughs> Smile all the while. And there you go. That's an antidote for the ghost of Halloween future. It's got a point, though. See, it's like organic. You want to have the real horror. You want the real ghost. You don't want to just be scared all the time the fact that your property taxes might go up or, you know, the doctors might find something. They're going to find something on all of us sooner or later, right? Unless you don't go to the doctor. But, of course, that would be another way to get to the other side quickly. Well, here's something for the holiday season. Nice little menu item here. Collect roughly two cups of cicadas. Keep them in a bucket with a lid and an inch of water inside. The wet wings means they won't fly off. Dry on a towel, pluck the wings and legs and set aside. Preheat a large wok over high heat, add the peanut oil and swirl. Add minced ginger, hot dried Asian chili, minced lemongrass, chopped scallions, minced garlic, sugar, tobanjan, which is a fermented bean paste with chilies, and toss for 15 seconds. Then add the cicadas. If you can't find the fermented bean paste, then you use a couple tablespoons of Chinese dried salted black beans instead. You're going to toss this for one minute. Add your minced celery and toss it some more. Mix the soy sauce, cornstarch, and rice wine together in a separate bowl. Add the mixture to the wok toss and cook for another minute until the sauce tightens. Mmm, the crispy wok-tossed cicadas. Brought to you here on Live Tracks.
this gal in town Leather is tough But Hannah's heart is tougher She's a gal that likes to see men suffer To tease them and thrill them And toss her and kill them It's her delight, they say Now I saw her at the seashore With a great big pan There was Hannah pouring water on a drowning man Hard-hearted Hannah The vamp of Savannah, G.A.
Uh, this is KDRT in Davis, California. And welcome back. Uh, boy, the ghosts and goblins. Max the ghost floating around down here. Ghost of Halloween future. Let's see. That was, pardon me, according to Bazooka fans, that was off their recent CD, Swanky. I believe that just came out this year. Yeah, maybe the tail end of last year. It's their newest one called Swanky, according to Bazooka, and the song, Hush. And before that, I believe you heard Delbert McClinton doing a lovely little take on a person who's got a personality disorder, hard-hearted Hannah. And before that, you heard the fabulous Gin Sisters, with Baton Rouge. And this is Davis, California, and I've got, uh, well, I've still got another good half an hour, 35 minutes left to go. So, what am I going to do? I was going through my stuff and came across a CD that came out probably 20, 25 years ago. This is Dave Alvin. It's off. It's called, the name of the CD is Blue Boulevard. And I'm going to play the song Haley's Comet. Children's bed. 
Well, this cop walks into a pancake house in Texas. And he hoarded up a couple of cups to go. And he tells the waitress, hey, I just found the body of some guy who was famous long ago. At the bus depot When hell is coming Get the ground peanut butter sandwich? Yeah, go ahead. I'll mix myself a salad. Hey, you, uh, you know how to make a fruit cordial? Be nice to him or something. Yeah, that's it, that's it. Well, as the fly said as he was walking over the mirror, that's one way of looking at it. Shut up. Say, how about a toast while you're pouring? Cheers. Hey, you're a litter bug. You're a licker bug. <laughs> Imagine that. Listen, let's do a few songs here. You take this crate out of here. I don't think it runs a little rate. You want to tell me something? We were back there for two hours while uh, he was on. You're going to tell me now or something? I finally found a script for a movie without oh. him. It's about time. It's about time. Just you and me and a B-R-O-D. A what? A girl. Oh, a G-I-L. And I want to hip you, Daddy, this chick. Hey! That's just her head. Her head's that. This is a story that you play a private eye, see? And it takes place in Paris. Yeah. Paris, France, not Paris, Paris Texas. Paris, Texas. No, no, it's not a musical, no. France is in Paris. Up your and highway. Up your highway? <laughs> no, it's... All right, now what goes on? Anyway, with this thing? the first scene, the automobile drives up to this lovely uh, apartment house, see, and you get out with the girl and you go upstairs. And she lets herself in and you join her, and she says to you, Excuse me, I want to get into something more uncomfortable. And I just hanging around <laughs> while she's getting uncomfortable. In the yeah, back. no, more comfortable, see. Oh, yeah. So she goes in the bedroom, she returns a few minutes later, and she's got on the sheerest negligee you've ever seen through. Right through that thing. Yeah. Yeah, good. And she approaches you with her arms outstretched, and you grab her by the digits. Right on the screen there? Her digits? Those are fingers, you Oh, the fingers, yeah, I'll grab them. But she got digits hanging from her fingers? Oh, lousy him up tonight, boy, I'll tell you. 
All right, and we're through with our digits. <laughs> well, in this kind of a story, you have to have something to hang on to, don't you? Yeah, yeah. sure, boy. <laughs>
is KDRT in Davis, California. Born under a bad sign, Evan Daly and his blues band from 2015. While England Sleeps, a song written by the band Ignudi, I-G-N-U-D-I, out of Albuquerque, New Mexico from 2002, CD release, which was titled Socorro or Bust. (laughs) And Haley's Comet from Dave Alvin's early 90s CD. Whatever it was. Anyway... This is from Dave Alvin. Here's another great gift idea. There's a company over in Great Britain that will make you some vinyl records with basically whatever message or music that you want on it. And they're custom-made records that the dead can give to their family and friends with a final message. The remains of the cremated need only be given to a London pressing plant which adds the ashes into the discs. Anything can be added to the tracks which last for 12 minutes on each side. Some customers choose to fill it with laughter. Others want songs with puns in the title. While a few opt for no song at all. The basic package of 30 discs costs 3,000 bucks, but he can also plan an entire funeral around the death song for 15,000. <laughs> the name of the firm is And Vinyly, V-I-N-Y-L-Y. It says that uh, they founded the company in 2009. This article was written in uh, 2013. And he said at that time, demand had spiraled in recent weeks. Basic package, then uh, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. You can just look into that if you want to. And vinyly. We've also got some T-shirts. And let's see. Yeah, some technical data. There you go. Press your ashes, or the ashes of a loved one, I suppose, somebody else, into a record that you can then play and carry around with you when you move. Until one of your relatives or kids, grandkids, aunt and uncle, whatever, looks at the box of records and says, what is all this? (laughs) KDRT and Davis. Inviting and inciting me to 
Uh, 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 I'm standing up and near the radio. I listen to KDRTLP, Davis, California. <laughs> What you got over there? I got red underwear, yeah! 
This is KDRT in Davis, California. My name is Jim. You're listening to the tail end of Live Tracks for another Thursday. And I want to thank everybody who's been listening through the evening. This has been quite a different kind of a show. I think I've probably done my best to demonstrate what a tormented mind would look like expressed in various audio forms. With a certain amount of humor thrown in too. I have this record which <laughs> I tell you, we listened to a little bit of it. I don't even know what we don't what we were listening to. It's called the Peekaboo Book of Spells. Kind of sounded to me like sort of an indie rock thing. I've never really listened to it all the way through. It's a clear record. Absolutely, you know, it's it's clear. You can see through it. Doesn't say what side A and side B. It's got some very bizarre illustrations on it. it gives a P.O. box in Austin, Texas. I believe we were listening to side B, but they don't label it side A or side B, so I don't know. Anyway, I played a little bit of it, but I found it rather annoying. And then <clears throat> you also heard earlier a bit of the Frank Sinatra and Dean Martin, and I think probably also a little bit of Sammy Davis Jr. came across the Ultimate Rat Pack Collection which is two different recordings of shows that they did. This one was from December of 1962 in Chicago, Illinois. For anybody out there that maybe spent some time in Chicago, it appears the name of the club that they were at was called the Via Venice Nightclub. So, I want everybody to please do your best to enjoy you and your life and the people around you. The world is full of wonderful, wonderful people, and we can all do nice, cool, creative things and help each other out and make each other feel a lot bit better. It's kind of fun sometimes to dig an elbow into the ribs of the Grim Reaper. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to go out with one more song. This is from Ray Catfish Copeland, recorded down at the hall. And I think I've got just enough time. If I brought it along... Maybe I can do a little bit of organic philosophy. What do I got? Oh, it's an oldie but a goodie. Okay. Pull the mic over here to the light. And it says, The important thing is the obvious thing nobody is saying. William S. Burroughs. The important thing is the obvious thing thing nobody is saying.
That'll do it. Peace. She's got sugar coated. She's got sugar coated. She ain't yours, she's mine.